Tuesday evening. Erica, Nita, Mayor, Women's Learning Division of Adash Yeshurin. Going to be discussing Hanukkah. Going to be discussing Alanisim. Going to be discussing many issues of Hanukkah. Okay, last week we began with Alanisim. Going to continue this week with a little bit more of Alanisim. Alanisim, it says, We spoke about last week, Yechon and Koen Godel. When the Malchus Yovan Harishoa came on the Jewish people, what did they come for? To make them forget their Torah. To make them forget their Torah. Now, Make them forget their Torah. I don't know if we truly appreciate the depth of what the Goyim understood about Judaism and the depth that they went to stop us from implementing, appreciating, observing and worshipping the way we're supposed to worship in Yiddishkeit, in Judaism. I'm going to tell you a kasha, which is a difficult kasha. And I want you to hear the kasha. It's not that difficult. It's just it's unusual kasha. And I want you to hear it. I want you to hear where we want to go with this kasha. In Daf Yemi, just two days ago, Hashem was so kind to me all the time, so openly kind. He's always kind. He's so openly kind. He sent me a kasha. First time in my life. A new kasha on Hanukkah. Learning in the Gemara, very, very difficult Gemara, Meseches Psochim, and Aftes Zion, where the Gemara states that in the Beis HaMikdosh, liquids, according to one man, the Yomar, liquids could not become tummy. Liquids could not become tummy. Special halacha in the base of Migdash, liquids could not become tummy. Now, of course, in the base of Migdash, we're makbid gomor and tum of a taira. There's a big machlaikis, there is a tana and an amaira, and the rabbin holds like this halacha that liquids did not become tummy, including water, blood, wine, oil. So I'm learning this Gemara by myself. It's early in the morning. I never learned this Gemara in a shir or in a yeshiva. I'm learning it by myself in Dafyomi. And I said, you know what? Uh, maybe I'm making a very big mistake here, but I don't understand what's going on. How can you tell me that liquids in the base of Megdish don't become Tomei? We have a yontif called Chanukah, Timu Kalashmanim. The Greeks were Matame, all the oils. So what are you telling me liquids don't become Tomei? We have a whole yonta based on the fact that liquids become tummy in the base of Migdash. What do you do with that? That was my kasha. I looked around. I called somebody. I called two people. Then I took out two svarim, heavy-duty svarim with a lot of mafarshim, and I looked and I looked and I looked, and then after an hour of looking, I gave a scream in my home office where I'm presently sitting giving you sheer. My wife was in the kitchen, and those of you who know my house, she heard the scream. She didn't know what was going on. She jumped, and I ran into the kitchen. I told her I found the kasha. I found the kasha. 
I was so excited. I found eight people who asked the kasha. Eight people who asked the kasha. And before I tell you the terrors, I want to say something. I want to explain something. I looked today, I spent about an hour with my Chavrusa, and I found ten different statements in Chazal. Ten. Ten. In Yerushalmi, Yalkut Shemaini, Medrash Rabbo, Medrash Tanchuma, a total of ten different statements. Ten different places, excuse me, that make the same statement. And it's all derived from different psukim. Yovan is called Choyshech, which is a pasuk all the way in the beginning of Bereshis. Where the Torah mentions four different parts of the day, Choyshech. And Chazal Darshan, Choyshech ze Yovan. And how do they make things Choyshech? By regulating and requiring that anybody and everybody who owns an ox, which is the same as nowadays owning a car, had to write, had to scratch into the horn of their ox, we have nothing, we have no portion in the Lokei Yisrael. We lost our portion in the Lokei Yisrael. We have a chilek in the Lokei Yisrael. A little bit of history here, Rabbi Yisrael. The Greeks, the Greeks come from which son of Noach? Noach had three sons. Which son did the Greeks come from? Please tell me somebody. Who knows? Yefes. Shame Chom be Yefes. It says in the Torah. And Parshas Noach after the Teva. After they came out of the Teva. that there was the Misa with covering up Noach and it says after that Yefes' children Goimer Umogoig Umadai V'yovon his fourth son was Yovon and it took 1700 years or so for Yovon to gain national prominence now Kodesh Baruch Hu, Noach gave his son a bracha Yafta lakim liyefes. There should be beauty. Chazal translate the word yaft, and yefes is related to the word yofi, beauty. Yovon, that son of yefes, got this bracha of beauty. And Chacham said, even though Hashem said yefes is beautiful. Shebona Kairesh Ahoya Bibna Yefes Kairesh who built the second Megdash was from Yefes. Nevertheless, the Shina was not there. The Shina was only in the first base of Megdash. That's one thing Rashi mentions. Chazal mentioned Yaftal Kimli Yefes. The world order is good when the beauty of Yefes is controlled or under the domain or the dominion of shame, meaning under the dominion of Klal Yisrael. Yefes has beauty, and that beauty is is valuable and is helpful and can attain its goal when it is in lockstep with shame and with Claudius. Okay. What happened was, 
at the beginning of Yefes, they in fact appreciated Klal Yisrael. Alexander the Great, Alexander of Macedonia, Shemenat Sadik, he kneeled before him. He realized Shemenat Sadik was the power behind his victories. Famous story in the Gemara and Yuma. But however, after Alexander the Great died, after Shemenat Sadik died, Yefes, Yavon, started utilizing their muscle power. Even though Klal Yisrael was living in Eretz Yisrael at the time, and Klal Yisrael had a base of English at the time, Nevertheless, Yavon started creeping in, and for 52 years they had Gezeris on Klal Yishu. For 52 years they made decrees on Klal Yishu. Now my problem is, I looked and looked and looked and looked and looked and could not find a place, not in the Gemara and not in the Medrashim, that mentioned this that we all know, that our first grade teachers tell our children and grandchildren, and perhaps even ourselves, that Yavon stopped Shabbos Rishchidosh and Milah. I couldn't find it anywhere in Chazal. Very troubling for me. I wanted to find it in Chazal. But ten Chazals, ten of them that I found so far, mentioned that Yovon got Klal Yisrael to write on the steering wheel of their car, on the steering wheel of their car, according to one medrash on their clothing, Einlon of Chelek Yisrael. What an unbelievable... What a churban. Kiswal, Karen Ashar, Sheinlan, Ochelik, Velikayisha. So the question is, why don't the Midrashim mention Shabbos and Rishchidish and Mila? Why did I just mention this concept of Einlan, Ochelik, Velikayisha? The answer that my Rebbe, the Rashiva Shlita, gives is because those people who were involved in advertising, in promoting a product, know the first rule is, Get your product out there because the more people that see it, the better it will be. Coke, you can't go anywhere in America without seeing a sign, Coke. Coke? Coke, all over the place. Can't go anywhere without seeing it, Coke. You couldn't go anywhere in the Greek Empire without seeing the words blasted all over the place. What's the pshat? Shabbos is worse. Even if you're right, Jew has to write the words, he doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe it. Why is this mentioned ten times and the others are not mentioned in Chazal at all? And the answer, my Rashiva, the Rebbe, my Rebbe, wants to say is that the Greeks understood Taking away Shabbos and taking away Brismila will be devastating for the Jewish people. But it's possible for them to get back to Shabbos and get back to Brismila. But a constant 24-7 reminder that there's even if they didn't mean it when they wrote it, eventually being exposed constantly to that same sentence over and over and over again has a devastating, horrible effect. And you know what the effect is, Rabbi Isai? It's an incredible effect. We spoke, we spoke last week, we spoke last week, just one second, Daniel, I have to call, I'm in the middle of a shear. Can I call you back? I'm sorry. 
a devastating, devastating effect. And we spoke last week about the fact that Mr. Lapushin, 62 years, he didn't remember that he was a Koyan. We spoke about that last week. He didn't remember he was a Koyan after 62 years. That's because when there's a barrage of no Tyra, no Tyra, no Tyra, you forget your Tyra. That's what I said. But now I want to tell you something else. Not learning Tyra makes a person forget. But that's not what the Greeks wanted. They wanted more than that. The Greeks wanted to develop a program which would be causative that a person should forget. Not simply because he won't learn, therefore he'll forget. That was constant exposure. Constant exposure gets the ability to take over a person's mind that a person will forget who he is, what he is, where he comes from. Pachad mamish. Pachad. But that's not enough, Rabbi Say. That's not enough. I want to tell you a step more. A step more. I want to ask you a question. Timu Kalashmanim. The Greeks made all the oil tome. I have a question for you. Why didn't they take the oil and throw it out? Why didn't they burn the oil? Why didn't they destroy the oil? Why were they matame the oil? This is what I want to tell you. The Greeks knew and understood Judaism better than most Jews understand Judaism today. And you know what they knew? They knew that the Allah is that liquids don't become Tomei in the base of Migdash. Ah, so why they just spill out the oil? No, 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 no. They didn't want to spill out the oil. Ah, but oil doesn't become Tomei. So one answer is, believe it or not, that the Greeks took oil that was outside the base of Migdash and they were matame, the oil, they made it ritually impure, and they brought that tame dick of oil into the base of Mikdash and poured it into each flask of oil. They wanted to be matame, the oil. So if the Jews would try to relight the menorah, they couldn't because the oil would be tame. Tame. What an incredible concept. The oil was tame. That's what the Greeks wanted to do. One answer. Another answer from Rebel Yashiv, Zatzal. And the Greeks knew that oil can't become tummy by touch of normal tumma. They knew that halacha, but there was another halacha that they knew. It's unbelievable. You know what halacha they knew? They knew if they came in with Avodah Zorah, the tumma of Avodah Zorah, Unbelievable. The Tumah of Abayna the liquids in the Beis HaMikdash were susceptible to. The liquids in the Beis HaMikdash were susceptible to the Tumah of Abayna It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'd like to say the following. The Greeks were familiar with Judaism because they wanted to destroy the foundation of Judaism. A. Constantly be exposed to the fact that and then we'll be metame the oil. We'll figure it out. We know the halachas. We'll figure out how to be metame the oil. We're not going to throw the oil out. No, we want you to use tamitic oil. We want you to lose your shaykhis with the bayre. Perform a mitzvah the wrong way. 
We want the tumor to get into your bones and seep into your bones. Comes along Kla Comes along Kla And there's another question, which I never heard of until this year. The halacha is that oil, in order to maintain its higher level of kedusha and tara, you cannot be mesiach das. The word mesiach das means you cannot stop thinking about it. The halacha is when a person is wearing his tefillin, he has to be constantly thinking about it. He can't be mesiach das. He can't think about the fact you're not wearing your tefillin. You got to you got to remember all the time you're wearing your tefillin. You touch your tefillin for that reason during davening. You gotta remember you're wearing so you won't walk into the bathroom with your tefillin on. You won't fall asleep with your tefillin on. You can't be Messiah Dasim oil in the base of Migdash. If you are, it will lose its kedusha. If the oil will lose its kedusha, because Messiah Das, how is it possible that if the Yavanim ran the base of Migdash and shut down the base of Migdash? The Yavonim were running the base of Migdash. How is it possible the Jews were not Mesiyach Das from the oil of the base of Migdash? Azoi Frek the Kloisenberger Rebbe. I never heard this kasha before. Says the Kloisenberger Rebbe, it's a raya from here, an unbelievable raya. Under the worst circumstances and the most difficult difficulties, it's possible for a Jew not to be Mesiyach Das, not to stop his attention from being connected to the Bayre. In the worst situations, a person can maintain their shaykhs so that you will not attain a level of Hesach Adas. Says the Kloisenberger Rebbe, that's a nest of Hanukkah. The nest of Hanukkah is a lesson for all of us and all the future dairies since the nest of Hanukkah, that no matter where we are in Golos, we can still remain connected to the Bayre. What an awesome thought. Add to it one more thought. We said it last Shabbos and Shul. One more thought. And that thought is that the Svasema says, Timu kol hashmanim. All the oil became Tomei. Yes, the Svasema says it's not true because they found one flask that's tar. So what do you mean all the oil became Tomei? Says the Svasema there was one flask of oil that was buried underneath the ground. And that flask they couldn't find. Timu kolashmanim that were available, that were seeable, that were in the base of Migdash. But that which was buried on the ground they couldn't get to. Says as far as every Jew inside of him has a flask of oil, so to speak, which a goy, which the environment, which the which the culture in which we live cannot touch. No magaakum. It cannot be touched. It can never become impure. Never. Put them all together, Rabbi Say. The Greeks tried to manipulate us. We fought back by never, never stopping to think of our connection to the Bayre. Never. We were never Messiah Das. And inside of each one of us, there is the core of a pintle yid, which says that a goy can never douse that etern- internal, eternal fire that we have. And that's Hanukkah. Although we are living in America, 
And I'm never going to say the words, this is the hardest of times. I will say that we have challenging this Yonos, which are tailor-made for our door, tailor-made for our generation. And what are we supposed to do about them, Rabbi Sai? What are we supposed to do about them? Not be Mesiyah Das. Not stop thinking. Be connected. Remain connected. Stay connected. Stay connected. Stay connected. We should all be Zaycha. All be Zaycha to understand that the Limud Godol, the great lesson from Hanukkah, which is the last Yontif that we had historically, which is the Yontif to catapult us and maintain us throughout Golis, is that although we may be living in America or Australia or Alaska or Russia or Poland or Argentina or Cape Town, wherever we're living, and whatever society throws upon us, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, December 25th, January 1st, whatever it throws upon us, we are a different group of people. We have the greatest respect for the government. We daven for the government. We pay our taxes. We're law-abiding citizens. We thank them for everything they do for us. But who are we and what are we? Avdei Hashem. Avdei Hashem. That's the Yontem of Hanukkah. We should be zaycha together with our families to maintain this incredible level of connection to HaGadosh Baruch Hu without Hesach Adas, we should all be Zeicher, Rabbi, say each and every one of us, when we light those candles on them, Menaira, to be Zeicher, to be Mespal to HaGadosh Baruch Hu, that we should maintain the level of sanctity and independence spiritually that we have, and we should have that forever. Thank you all for calling in, Rabbi, say thank you.